Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys and I have a really cool episode today for you and I'm really excited to dive into my guest but before I do, I just wanted to say I'm going to bring back solo episodes because there's quite a bit going on that I want to talk to you guys about and I've done some question boxes on instagram stories and i just feel really called to share a couple of things i've learned since being in business and running my own businesses and the learning curve and the emotional aspect of it and i feel like i don't quite know where to share that information with you guys other than here on the podcast because do people really read blogs anymore i don't know but I just want to share them with you guys and I don't want to make like TikToks and reels and videos and I feel like no one's really going to listen to that. So I thought I would do it on here and I don't know if people are going to listen to it on here either. To be honest, I'm really not sure if people actually still listen to my podcast or care, but I enjoy it. I love having it. I love having these conversations and they truly bring joy to my week every single week and I'm just going to keep doing them because I love them and but yeah I've been it's been an interesting couple of weeks I'm, I'm doing the best I've ever been on a personal level I think on a mental health level I've just been overwhelmed because work has picked up there's a lot going on and I've learned quite a bit about myself and about the type of attorney that I want to be and the type of businesswoman that I want to be and what it takes to run a business and I want to share those lessons with you guys so let me know if that's something that you're interested in it'll probably come in the next couple of weeks but I thought I would let you guys know ahead of time and I want to do a quick suck and sweet of the week so my suck of the week is that I I just feel a little bit overwhelmed and burned out emotionally of just bottling up how I'm feeling and feeling that I don't have a right to complain because I chose a career path that is non-traditional and a little bit harder at the beginning to, you know, make sense of it and be able to handle everything. And so I always felt like I chose this and I really didn't have a right to complain, but I wasn't, I'm not happy and at work and I'm struggling to handle my load and you know make the most of it and still make time for myself and the things that I want to do and my friend asked me if I have hobbies outside of social media and to be honest I really don't anymore and I want to so I've just been kind of going through it um trying to figure out where I'm at and what I want to do where I can make changes to improve my life and so I've just you know I had a really long cry on Sunday me and my mom and my dad we hashed things out and I you know we we each got things off of our chest and it felt really really good you know to release everything that I was holding on to and I feel like I made a breakthrough in myself and my relationship with my parents as I enter this new phase because I do live at home but I'm 25 and I make my own money and my own woman so it's hard navigating that with latin parents who don't believe in being friends with their children they're still my parent and you know i'm like i don't really need a parent anymore i need a friend and they don't believe in that so 
our dynamic has been changing and so it was good for us to kind of talk about all of that so this week I've just been kind of going through it but that's not really a suck it's it's an important part of life we go through ups and downs and phases and yeah that's kind of where I'm at um my sweet of the week is that this weather is incredible I love just being able to sit outside and enjoy the sunshine and the fresh air. I know I've said that a lot the last couple of weeks, but truly when I feel just a tumultuous time in my head and my body sitting outside and just enjoying the breeze really does make such a difference. And I have a couple of fun plans this week with friends and, you know, events and just getting drinks and catching up and hanging out and having a good time and I'm really excited it feels good to have a social life and a full calendar again there's times where I'm so exhausted that I don't want to go out but then I do because I have nothing else to do and why not go it might be exactly what I need and it always is exactly what I need so I'm really looking forward to spending some time with a few friends this weekend and you know starting the weekend off on a good note because I feel like now that I've had this release I just feel a lot more open and a lot more opportunities can come in and I just I feel really really good about that and I feel excited for what's to come and I'm excited to share it all with you guys. I feel like the last few episodes have been quite a bit of downers and I promise you I'm doing okay and I want to work on being more positive for you guys. So I'm really actually enjoying this introspective reflection time. It's the end of quarter one, beginning of quarter two and I feel like having this little reflective period is very helpful for me. I like to at this time of the year, like every quarter, kind of reevaluate what worked and what didn't work and what I want to take with me into the next quarter and reset my intentions and reset my goals for the year and kind of just plan out where I see myself going in the next three to six months. And, you know, that's the best we can do is just hope for the best and set intentions and set goals and work to achieve them. But then we got to pivot when we got to pivot and that's okay too. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I hope you guys like this episode. Gato the tour guide is someone that I have been enjoying following for quite a while now. I, you know, you guys know I'm born and raised in Miami and sadly I don't know a whole lot about Miami's history because we just don't really get taught that in school. And then I went away for college at 17 and I just moved back at 24. So I was home on break and I would do like the caught new thing, but I really never dove into the history of Miami and why Miami is the way that it is and the monuments and the historic theaters and the different buildings and the significance. And that's exactly what Gato does. She is a tour guide and she takes locals and tourists alike around the city and introduces them to Miami and why Miami is so amazing and all the great things that make up the city, the history, the people, the culture, the food, and from transportation to I don't even know like she just does so many different things it's so cool to watch and I love that her and I have gotten closer and that we got to have this conversation and share it with you guys and she talks all about how she got into being a tour guide to begin with she's a really cool story she went from you know being in high school and not really knowing what she wanted to do and struggling to figure out 
what her life was going to look like in college and career to building a business for herself and making content is just a small part of it but there's so much more that she can do and I think it's really really cool she's someone really inspiring so fun great like she's just such a vibe so fun to watch and so fun to be around she's like infectious is the word that I was looking for it's infectious like you can't help but smile when you're with her and this whole conversation like we get to some deeper topics but we just had so much fun and I hope you guys enjoy so if you like this episode please leave a rating and review please subscribe to the show follow along share with a friend tag us as you're listening go check out Gato go let her know what you guys want to see next on her channel let me know what you want to see next on this podcast and go if you're in Miami do one of her locals tours there's one tomorrow night or actually the night that this goes live so on the first Thursday of every month, if you're in Miami, and I think you're going to love this episode, and you're going to love her, and I hope you guys enjoy. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Meet Gato. So Gato, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, they wouldn't know that I used to be a an avid violin player. I was um, a violinist all throughout middle school, loved it so much. And unfortunately, I had to stop in high school because I was in a really demanding magnet program that didn't allow me to take any extracurriculars unless they were like AP classes. So, you know, honestly, actually one of my biggest regrets in life because now I still have my violins and during the pandemic when like I had nothing to do I took them out and I started playing again and it was a lot of fun but I was obviously incredibly you know behind and like the skills were no longer there I had to relearn how to read notes and it was like dang you know I loved playing the violin so much so it does devastate me a little bit that I don't have that skill anymore but it's also like a goal for me in the future to get back into it because I love music um and it's just one of my favorite creative outlets so really nobody knows about that like at all unless you were with me in orchestra that's so cool I I feel the same way about dance I was a dancer my whole life and going into high school I got into New World and into Coral Reef like the two premier like art magnet schools in Miami and I chose Coral Reef because they had a more academic focus not just arts and I knew that dance dancing professionally wasn't going to be like my career I wanted to have some sort of academic background because I knew I wanted to go to college and I was starting to realize like I wanted to be a lawyer and but I I gave it up like the last two years of high school I only danced in high school at at school like in the magnet program I stopped going to a studio and that's one of my biggest regrets I wish because I miss it so much like I'll dance around the living room like I want to go back into taking classes I just I know I'm going to be really rusty and the, the kids now are so much more flexible than I mean I used to be but now I'm not and dance now has become like athletic and so much more intricate than when I was their age so I want to get back into it but I know it'll be rusty but that's cool that you what magnet program did you go to that you I was in the Cambridge magnet program in Braddock yeah it it wasn't really AP it was ACE classes and like the Cambridge University in in the UK there they coordinated the entire curriculum and and it was really intense really really difficult Uh, it took a lot out of me and yeah like uh, the academic route is definitely very beneficial and I'm grateful for it but now looking back not that I'm not academic like I, I I can be and I have the potential to be very academic but 
my calling is certainly to be in the creative route. And I, I do wish that I had seen that sooner or that my parents, really that my parents saw that because I, you know, when you're young, you don't necessarily have control over your life, or at least I did not. It was whatever my parents said I was going to do. And I was like, okay. Um, so I wish that they saw that potential in me more and, and believed in me. And, and so I could have pursued that instead. Cause at the end of the day, I have gotten a lot of benefits from, you know, being well educated and you know having that background but at the same time I feel like it's also inhibited me because I'm not pursuing anything let's say to, you know academic base I'm not going into corporate I'm not you know becoming a, a lawyer a doctor I'm not it's overrated it's <laughs> to over be honest yeah, no honestly <laughs> to be to completely be honest I used to think that I wasn't created that's why I didn't think that I could I could have been a professional dancer commercially not ballerina but, you know, music videos and performing at concerts and things like that. I could have, if I wanted to, I had the skills. I was really good. I just didn't apply myself. I, you know, I didn't give it my all because I was the only one holding myself back. And I didn't think I was creative enough. I didn't think like, I didn't have the art artistry part. I didn't have the choreography part, which I knew was a necessary component. Like you have to be able to do both. And so I always thought like, I'm a good dancer and I love to dance, but I'm not a creative and yeah. and I and it's funny because I did go the corporate route I did go the, the the grad school route and keep going and you know I got my law degree but while I was in law school I realized like I missed the creative part I missed the art part like dancing was my storytelling and to some extent I was also a creative writer and that's where the blogging came in that I could share my thoughts and you know give advice and that's how this all came about but that was my my outlet, my creative outlet. And I realized like I, I regretted it. I missed it so much. So yeah, there's a lot to be said for choosing the academic route. And I'm really grateful for it. I wouldn't be where I am today had I not done it. But the arts are so important. And I'm glad that there's this big push now to give kids art programs. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, that's always has been going on since we were little. But that but now it's realizing so the importance yeah. of the arts because it's so much more accessible and kids are seeing it online, like, mommy, I want to do that. And, you know, I, I make a name for yourself. Yeah. I, I yeah, no you, there's, there's more careers now in the arts. If that's truly your calling, you don't have to go to school for something that you don't want to do or stay in it. If, even if you go that route, like I did, like, or, or you did too. So I want to talk about that. Like you did go to college and you got a nice job, but you realized like that wasn't your passion. How did you kind of get into how did you become Caro the tour guide? Take us back. Like, where did this all come from? This dates back to 2016, 2015, 2016. I was 19 years old going to Miami-Dade College to get my AA. And I was working in an office uh, really close to the campus. But in this office, I was the only employee so I basically managed the office and my boss lived in Ecuador. So we only telecommunicated. I mean, if this were nowadays, I would be like, why the hell am I going into the office dressing up? Like, you know, but back in those days, like there was no such thing as like, it wasn't as commonplace as it is today to work from home. So that wasn't like even a thought in our head. Um, but now that I think about it, I'm like, that was ridiculous. Like, why were they making me do that? Ridiculous. But, but, you know, I mentioned that only because like, I was completely alone all the time, all day. 
every day. Miami-Dade College is not exactly a hoorah college where you're like surrounded by spirited people who are so excited to be there. It's, you know, it's referred to as like the 13th grade and that's kind of what it is. It's, 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 you know, you take your, I'm very grateful for it because you, you know, the basic, you can get an, you can get an amazing, yeah, you can uh, education at community college, a hundred percent. 100%. 100%. I didn't graduate with any debt. I, you know, I did my basic classes, those, you know, the ones that really didn't matter. There, they were good. They were easy. I made some good friends um, and, you know, got that part of my life over with. And then in FIU, it was more like the college experience. And I did a lot more there. And, and we'll get into that as well, because that, that made a big difference. But while I was in Miami-Dade College, and I was working in this office all by myself, it just really started to take a big toll on me emotionally and mentally because I was not interacting with anybody at all day after day after day um, just by myself. And so at that point, I knew that I needed to make a change immediately. And so I started brainstorming like what kind of job can I go look for that's going to allow me to be outdoors and that's going to allow me to talk to a lot of people so I thought oh I want to be like a park ranger so I applied for the park system I thought that would be super cool I'm like with the ranger suit honestly that's still a plan b for me if all else fails I'm like I would love to be a park ranger down for it so cute um but it's hard to be a park ranger actually it's not it's not they don't they don't just hire anybody so I didn't end up getting a call back or hearing anything back from them. Um, and so I continued looking and I was going through Craigslist and I, that's where I, back in those days, that's where I found all my jobs, like through Craigslist. Um, and I found this ad, you know, for uh, being a tour guide. They said, no experience needed. We'll train you. It's in South Beach, become a bike tour guide. And I thought that sounds like, that sounds fun, you know, something outdoors and um, I so a place where I'll get to meet people and more importantly since I'm studying business this would help me with public speaking uh because I've always been someone who like looks for at least two reasons or at least two benefits from everything you know that's a good skill like or not skill but like something to train yourself to do Yes. You know, like I'm not going to go to a job just for the money. I need to at least be acquiring a skill. I need to at least be getting something else out of it other than the money. So I've always, you know, I've always tried to look for two benefits in whatever it is that I do. And this comes down to like clothes, shoes, activities, thing like it, I think about that. That's the way that I think about everything in my life. I'm like, it needs to have at least two really good benefits for me so tour guiding was that it was like okay I can make money and then I also get to practice public speaking and interpersonal relationship skills uh, because at the end of the day all these things are skills that everybody has the potential to learn and it's not just something that I was innately god-given um you know some people it's a little more natural than others it it was a little bit more natural for me I don't feel nervous in the spotlight I've always you know as a creative and, and being in orchestra and drama like I loved being in the spotlight so that was not a problem for me but let's say if it if it was something that scared me that's still a skill that you can work on so that's the two benefits that it offered me. And so I just, you know, I decided to do it. And literally, as soon as I started to become trained to be a tour guide, and they gave me a, a tour guide manual, like of, of their specific tour and the information that they wanted us to tell, I was shadowing other tour guides tours. And I just fell in love. I fell in love right away. It was literally love at first sight. 
I couldn't believe all the history that we had in Miami. And it just blew my mind. It shocked me. It shocked me that at 20 years old, I was actually learning this information, despite having lived here my entire life. I didn't know any of it. And now like the city, I was working first in in Miami Beach and South Beach. So and then at that point, South Beach became a completely different neighborhood for me. I, I thought, wow, like this is this is an amazing neighborhood that that has overcome so many obstacles that has gone through so many phases. I thought it was incredible and 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 it made me really excited to share that with people. So I started my journey there. I'll tell you about my first ever solo tour too because that tour I felt like was such a high point. But you know, 2 weeks into the job, I'm still training. They want me to like continue shadowing until, you know, they feel like I'm good like and and that I feel comfortable enough to go do my own tour, but you know, I'm there on call at the shop. It was a bike shop, a bike tour and bike rental shop. So I was just there and the tour guide like on call, he wasn't there at the time. And these four ladies walk in and they were like, oh, we'd like to do like a bike tour around South Beach. Um, And the bike, the tour guide, like on call, he was not answering or like he was busy or whatever the reason was. Um, But I was there. So they asked me, do you feel comfortable enough to go do this tour? And immediately I was like, yes. Like after the second tour, I felt already ready. Because that's another thing about me is that when I love, when I, when I like something, I become obsessed with it. And oh, so too. as soon as I, yeah, as soon as I learned all the, as soon as I did my first tour, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I started doing more research and I started learning and I really just like went right in. So by two weeks, I was like, oh, I am ready. Like, let's freaking go. And, um, and it was such a fun tour. It was just us four. And we, you know, we rode around South Beach. I was so excited to tell them everything, like to go and do it on my own. And, and, you know, I was, I was just so psyched about it. They asked me if they could, you know, walk out to the beach. I was like, let's go. No problem. Like we went out to the beach and generally I just, I I love showing people a good time too. Like there's something in me that loves to, you know, be of service to people in a way. I I love to do that and to make people happy. So it just made me so happy to make them happy and to show them a good time. And and I could see the smiles in their faces and it just, it made me so excited. And at the end of the tour, they were like, that was amazing. How, like, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, oh, this is my first tour. And they were like, what? (laughs) I think, I mean, I'm even hearing you now, like, and I now knowing you in person, you're genuinely just like, you're very like infectious and like, joyful and like happy like you you want to yeah you want to entertain people you want to give people a good time and that's what a tour guide is all about like you need to genuinely like otherwise you're just an encyclopedia like and it's just like they could look that up online or they could read like the you know the tourist guide so like you want a tour guide that's entertaining and gonna show you around and like oh that's my favorite spot like that's not part of the tour but like you should go check that out later like that's what you want so you want an inside yeah, yeah, there's definitely like guidelines to being a great tour guide. And we can get into that because I definitely have like a, a criteria that I, you know, keep for myself and that I believe would also make a great tour guide. And one of my goals in the future, in the very near future, is to create a sort of guild and a sort of accountability or a sort of train sort of training for tour guides here in Miami so that we can have you know more of that because yeah you want someone who's like the inside person on the neighborhood who genuinely loves it and who's showing you around who's it's a performance at the end of the day like it really really is and you want someone who's really you know who can perform for you and it, you know excites you to 
to be there and you're like wow like I'm so happy to be in this neighborhood I wasn't before but now I'm like oh you know so 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 they were just shocked that it was my first ever tour and then one by one each of them pulled out twenty dollars and at the end of the day at the end of that tour I made eighty dollars in tips and I was like this is freaking great I was like oh hell yeah So that awesome. was definitely like, I started off on a high. I was like, that was so much fun. In two hours, I made 80 bucks. I loved it. I had a great time apart from everything. I'm like, I, I it was two hours of so much fun. So it was like, I got money and I also had a good time. And, you know, just meeting new people and getting to see other people's perspectives. It was great. So that's how that journey started. And I worked at that bike tour shop for a year. I worked there. It did not pay well by any means whatsoever. It was actually horrible pay, but I did it because it was my first experience doing that. And I really loved it. In fact, my parents were begging me to quit because the tolls, gas, getting to the beach is not cheap. It's not cheap to work there. And it was, it really was taking a toll on me financially because I wasn't making enough money to like do everything. Um, and it made no sense. And so I, at some point I had to take a second job and I was working then at night at this school in Miami beach. That is a, it's a language learning school. So like, you know, European parents would send their European kids to the U S and, and, and there was a school here in Miami and then there they would learn English. So I worked as an activity leader. And so I did tour guiding in the daytime. And then as an activity leader in the nighttime, uh, because it just really didn't pay well, like at all. So I, I had to like you know, do even more. Um, but I kept, and my parents were just confused. They were like, why are you doing this? They wanted me, you know, to be the good little girl that they had always envisioned and to go work in an office and to, you know, do corporate and go the safe route. And I, you know, I mean, my parents have known me my entire life too. So it's like, why are you so shocked that I'm going to do what I, what I want to do? I've always been like this like they they're always they always tell me that when I was a baby I never let my mom feed me I always said jo, jo, jo. you know me 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 in Spanish I'd be like jo, jo, jo. and I would feed myself I'd make a mess but like I always wanted to do things on my own and I was always kind of a, a rebel and I say that very loosely because I, I was a dork I was a nerd by no means whatsoever was I a like a rebel in the sense of like but that being... is a rebel to them and but it's funny them. because no I, I mean same Latin parents or something else but It's funny because in my, like, if you knew me in middle and high school, even early college, I was a completely, like, I was a shell of myself. I was not myself. But when I was little, I mean, mind you, I didn't speak English. I think once I started speaking English, I got, I fell into the American culture and society like we all do. And like, I I tried so hard to fit in. I became someone who was always trying too hard to be like somebody else and someone that I wasn't to make people like me. But when I was little, and I really only spoke Spanish. I was fearless. I was, I would go up to everybody and I would talk to everybody and I could talk to a wall. And like, I was on a cotorra. I, I was a parent. Like <laughs> anything that someone said, I was like, Grr! like, and I was a little kid, like happy go lucky. Like I looked like Shirley Temple, like running around. And I was so excited to talk to everybody. And then little by little along the way, I just got so self-conscious and, you know, then puberty happens and all the things, but I wanted so badly to belong. And now coming, like realizing, looking back, like I never would have been the entrepreneur type. Everyone thought I was going to be the office kid. And 
you know, I was going to be a very serious corporate lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at me now and it's like, I'm kind of going back to who I used to be. I love to talk to everybody. I love networking. I love meeting people. You know, I have a wealth of information and I'm curious about so many things. And like, it just makes sense that I would start a podcast. I want to help use my skills as a lawyer to help people that do what I do. Like, it just all makes so much sense. But like, you look at me as a kid, it makes sense. You look at me like- now it's like what like that's not the same person yes like those high school like teenage eras you know those are like the ones where you're like oh where I feel like the fears of your parents are really projected on you and you really start to take them seriously so you start to diminish your own true inner self and and you know unfortunately some people never get out of that and I feel very great yeah it's fucking hard hard it is hard. hard I'm so grateful that like I went back to my inner child and and that's essentially like what I've been doing over the last couple of years and and that's that's an important topic right there to also like touch upon yeah. is like getting back into your inner child like how do you how, how do you find your passion how do you find what you love to do how do you figure out what do you want to do for the rest of your life you have to go back to your inner child that's step one because we knew what we were doing when we were little we knew what it is that we liked who we were how we interacted with people if we like to talk to people or not like our our like us our, our yeah inner- our child is our the purest form of ourselves the purest and form yes who we become is society's conditioning our parents like you said projecting onto you and it's really hard to break out of that well what was that conversation like when you realized like okay I need to sit down and tell my parents like mom and dad like I this is what I love this is what I need to do what was that conversation like there was really no conversation my parents have been always very passive aggressive so it's we've never been the type of family to like sit down and have a discussion and be like oh you guys this is what's going on as a family or like you know it's that's kind of a sore topic for me because I don't have great, I don't have a super great relationship, you know, honestly with my parents, like a very close one um, at all. So, you know, I just kind of did it. They were just like, you know, angry with me, like, quit that job, quit that job. And I was just like, no, no, no. What are you going to do? Like at that point also, you they don't pay my bills they don't pay for they didn't pay for anything of my life and they hadn't been for years it was only like that I was living with them that they that was their only like form of control um and that's also why I decided to move out eventually because I was like okay like I just really don't I'm not vibing with it so you know that was really the only um ammo that they had and that at the end of the day like that's not really enough either because it's like what do you you know like what do you what do you what are you doing like what are you giving me or you know in a sense you know that we we didn't have family dinners together we didn't you know I would have to figure out my own day like what I was gonna eat like I didn't have somebody taking care of like they were not love them you know love my parents oh did you see my tiktok yesterday no I didn't okay I have to send it to you aside it's the lightning mcqueen one for anyone who's listening it's the like i it was i posted it's like whenever i need help with schoolwork whenever i you know even now as a business owner they help me with my finances and taxes and it's like my immigrant like the lightning mcqueen like biggest tree that it's like my immigrant parents who had no idea what they were doing either but they still went above and beyond to help me and in the caption i put i, I may talk a lot of shit about them how they weren't there for me emotionally but i I, I lucked out with parents who really gave a shit about me because I know that that's rare like yeah especially being Hispanic like that they, they'll give you the world you can live at home until you're married and 
35 and have your own kids and have your own house, whatever, but like they're putting all their pressure on you. And it's really hard to like go off on your own and stand up to them. Or like, even what you did, like it, I will argue it's even worse like that way. Just like having you realizing like, okay, we're not going to have a relationship because you can't see what I want. And that's not fair to me. And I, I had to have that conversation with my parents a couple months ago. And it was, it was the scariest thing I've ever done, but it's also the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Realizing like, you know what? Yeah. Everyone may think I'm crazy, but so what? If, if I need to go back to have an office job, I can do that. But right, like right exactly. now, right now, while I'm young and I'm, I have the freedom to do it, I'm going to go my own path and figure it out. And if I'm exactly. like you, if I want something, I will like, I will get obsessed. I will learn everything I need to know. I will figure it out as I go and I will make it happen. And I was always like that as a kid, I was always very resilient, very independent. And t- now I'm learning that I need to be less independent because I'm not going to meet people that way if I'm so defensive all the time, yes. friendship, relationships, whatever. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of going through that same phase right now where it's like, okay, great. My independence got me to where I am right now. Uh, but now it's time to kind of backtrack and and understand that independence is not everything. And if if I try to become too independent, I'll just end up becoming alone and depressed. And and yeah. at the end of the day, what is success if you're not surrounded by anybody? Yeah, so- it's that saying like if you want to go far, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Like you need mm-hmm. people to support you. And and I, and it goes back to the inner child thing too, like healing that inner child, that inner child that had no one to play with, that didn't speak English you know had to figure it all out for themselves like saying like it's okay like you're you're gonna be fine like you don't need to be alone all the time you don't need to eat lunch by yourself or play in the sandbox by yourself like go ask someone if they want to eat lunch with you like they're Mm -hmm. they're probably gonna say yes but you have to be willing to give it a shot and it's going back and healing that inner child and taking having the balls to go make new friends and new relationships and try something new until you find something that does stick yeah, 100%. Having the balls or at one point in your life, just having the basically desperation to get there because it's like, I if I don't do something, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like it's, it's, it becomes too much. So yeah, yeah, I just kind of kept going there. And, and then after a year of, of working in that tour company, I, I, I had decided like, okay, I'm going to like quit. Um, because I had saved up like a good amount of money to pay for my next semester of school. And then I had also just been awarded a scholarship. So it was like, okay, great. Like I'm going to be in a good place financially and I, I'll be able to like pay for school and pay for all of my bills and everything like without having to work. Um, and I was telling one of my colleagues at the, at the school that I worked at at night, I was telling one of my colleagues, I was like, yeah, you know, in like about two weeks or so, like, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. I'm very excited for it. Like, I, I think I need to take a little bit of a break and just focus on school. Um, and she was like, oh, send me your resume. Actually. Like we're looking for someone at, 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 at our tour company. And I was like, okay. And I sent her my resume and then I got hired and I was like, well, there goes that unemployment I was looking for, but uh, but then that ended up being like, you're like me. Best. I don't know how to not have 500 jobs yeah. at once. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, Oh, Oh, a job or Oh, an opportunity, a gig. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. I say, you know, but that's important too, is saying yes to as many opportunities as possible. Cause you never know which one's going to hit. And, and this tour company was my, it, they were called Miami. They are called Miami tour company. And I worked there for three years, loved it so much. Um, became best friends with one of my colleagues. I'm I'm one of her bridesmaids and she's getting married at the end of this month. Like 
awesome. you know, me and the owners of the company were very close. It was an amazing company to work for. They paid us very well. So it was a big switch from like this company that was paying us fucking pennies and, and, and for no reason at all uh, to now a company that was actually paying us fair, paying everyone in, you know, a fair wage. And we were all so happy. All the employees were there. Their turnover was incredibly low. And in those three years, like I got to work with one crew. Um, so that helped me refine uh, two skills because I didn't work as a tour guide solely as a tour guide for them. I, I actually worked in the office uh, for them. So it was like at administrative work, sales work. And since I had that background of being a tour guide, then they also had that added advantage of, hey, do you, you know, of, of having me go and do their tours. So about once or twice a week, I, I would go and, you know, I wouldn't be in the office. I would go off and I would go do a tour. So it was a really nice hybrid schedule. And I, it was, it was my favorite. That's and I good because you get like a, the balance of both and you get to refine yes. what you're studying in school. If you do yes. choose to go that route and not end up pursuing what we end, we all know you ended up doing or, and then also like refining the skills, which is the fun part of the job, but it's practical. It was a good, yeah, good balance. It was a great mix. It definitely was because having routine also helps out. I mean, I was still going to school full time. And at this point I wasn't in Miami Dade college. Now I was at FIU. So things were a little bit more intensified. I wanted to join extracurriculars. I joined the sales society. I joined the international business honor society. So I was like, it was good to have a, a more uh, stable routine and also what I loved about that job too, like an added benefit is that our bosses actually paid for our membership at Orange Theory Fitness. So I, I, it was great because there was an Orange Theory right next to our office. I would go really early on in the morning and then we had a shower at the, at our job. So I had like this great schedule and it helped me develop some really good habits that I still take into this yeah, day. Yeah, that's awesome. Working out and having a really dedicated workout routine um, and taking workout classes. And I did Orange Theory for like three years and I loved it. So that not like, I can't thank Miami tour company, Michelle and Gus enough for literally changing my life. Like, and, and they inspire me to be the kind of boss that I want to be in the future that genuinely yeah. cares about their employees in a sense of like, I want you to pay you well. And then I also want you to be healthy and I want you to be happy and I want to be your friend. And it was like, I, I got so lucky. I can't believe that I had yeah. bosses like that. That's a rare, rare rare thing and and it was especially great because uh michelle the one of the own the owner it was a husband and wife duo michelle and gus um you know michelle kind of became like that mom figure that i really really needed and you know i was going through some really difficult times in in those in those times especially with my family so she also became that mother figure and i was able to talk to her and and that just it completely changed my life 100 percent, and, and it was amazing and 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 i'm so Honestly, it's it's devastating that COVID happened because they really downsized and they sold all their buses and now they still are in business, but it's a much smaller scale and I still work with them. So, you know, it's nice. I still get to work with them, but um, it, but I do miss having that group of that crew, that same crew co-workers the same people because now as a freelancer and as an entrepreneur you mostly interact with you know strangers on the daily and that can get a little a little tiring at times because you're like you know I just want to like have a recurring conversation with someone like to backtrack on something that we talked about last week and not like new conversations all the time so so yeah that was um that was the second era 
of my tour guide journey. So the first era was like two jobs in South Beach, bike tour guide, activity leader, working my ass off. Like it was a struggle. I had gotten towed while I was working in South. Like actually when I first started working in South Beach, two weeks into the job, I got my first paycheck. Get this, after two weeks of work, I was there like four or five times um, a week. My paycheck was $310. I couldn't believe it. Two weeks of work and my car got towed. And, my, and to get that your car my it cost, yeah. It cost, I, they, they reduced it like $40 for me because I was crying. I was begging. I was just like this. Like it, they could see the heartbreak in my eyes because I had to hand over my entire paycheck to get my freaking car back. And yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you how much I loved being a tour guide because it was two weeks into the job. Like, I think anybody else would have been like, screw this. I'm going to go do something else. Like, I didn't make any yeah. money. And and then my car got towed. My The employers, they don't care about it. They don't care that my car got towed. They're not helping me pay for it. They're not giving me free parking. They're not helping me pay for parking. They're paying me $8, no, $10 an hour. It was horrible. But I the job for me was what was so good. And that's what kept me going. So that was phase one. And then phase two was Miami Tour Company for about three years. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And it was a perfect storm of events for me because the pandemic hit right after I had graduated from FIU. So I had graduated December of 2019. And so at that point, I was also thinking about like, okay, like I'm about to graduate from university. Like it's time to think about my next step in life. I can't be a tour guide forever. Ironically enough, that's that was my thought. I was like, I can't be a tour guide forever. I need to go find a big girl job. Like I need to start thinking about it. And then the pandemic hit and, you know, obviously I got laid off. So I was like, well, I guess that was kind of like the kickstart into, into doing that, into like getting into my next phase of life. Um, and then at that point is when I started creating content. So then we're now getting into like phase three of my life right now, or like at least this part of my tour guide life right now, where I've maximized my knowledge and now I'm not just bringing it to the tourists that come here but also to the locals um, and expanding that and turning that into a whole other stream of income that has brought me so many different opportunities so much fun so much life so many new friends now it's bringing more creative friends in my in my fear of my sphere of life you know I met you through Instagram and I've met so many people that are similar to me so it, it it just it's been such a big big blessing to to do so so yes I you know some people think that I started kind of the tour guide like that was a persona that I started but like no like I started that page back in 2017 I didn't start it in 2020 and 2020 is just when I started posting Miami Mondays when I created that series and started posting consistent weekly content and from that, it started to grow. But I had had that page since 2017. Yeah, and I've been that's really cool. That's a really cool story, too, because it just goes to show, like, you found your calling, but you were, it wasn't exactly, like, the perfect iteration. It didn't just happen. It wasn't overnight success. You still had to put in a lot of work and a lot of, you had to figure it out. You still have to figure out, like, what is this really going to look like? How do I make this work for me? And you gave it a real opportunity and and like the pandemic being the perfect storm like that was exactly what it was for me like the pandemic happening while I was in law school was truly the greatest thing that ever happened to me and I had like how you had Michelle being like your mom figure like I had a, a professor 
two different professors. One was male, one was a female. So like they were like my parents at school. And whenever, like if I, to this day, if I got into a car accident or something, like I know I could call them. And like, if they can't come running, like they will find someone who can and they will be there for me no matter what. And like having those people that truly they see something in you and they want to help you achieve your goals no matter what, even if they can't be the ones to make it happen for you, they'll allow you or help you get the resources for yourself to do it. Like that is so important. And I love that now through social media, we have the opportunity to do that, you know, and you get to meet people and you never know where those connections are going to take you. You never know what's the worst that could happen. You just put yourself out there and like, it could, it could lead to so many different things. And like, you had no idea that getting that job off Craigslist was going to lead to where you are now. I had no idea that starting a blog in college was going to lead me to wanting to pursue a career in social media and as a lawyer and figure out how to combine the two. And like, here I am. And, you know, I think that's really cool that it, it all worked out. It's also a testament to that it all works out exactly the way that it's supposed to, even if it doesn't seem like it's working out at all. You know, you, mm-hmm. that job was hard and it was stressful and it caused a lot of like struggles for you, but it also reaffirmed that you had found something that you wanted to pursue and you were going to figure out how to make it work. It's a testament to, to, to yes, like everything works out the way it's supposed to, but also it it was a testament to, to really honing in and listening to and respecting your gut. Yes. Because your, your intuition will never lie to you. And there was something in me since the day that I started, my intuition was telling me, stay here. And I had no idea what was going to culminate. I didn't question it. I didn't say, but what, but why, but why, but why, but what's going to be like, tell me the answer right now. You know that because you'll piss the universe off. It'll be like, listen, you just need to do what I tell you to do. And you don't question it. And you, you, we will reward you, but don't be like, you know, it's like a, an annoying person that's like, that, that asks you a million, like an annoying friend that you're like, hey, you want to come hang out? And they're like, oh, but who's going to be there? And what are we going to do? And at what time are we leaving? And, and it's like, okay, you know what? You're not invited. Like you are not a good vibe. You're freaking annoying. And, and, and that's kind of like how the universe will treat you in a way. So you have to like, I, from the moment that I started, I felt in my intuition, I said, no, no, no. There's something here. I, there's something telling me to stay and to stick with this. I don't know why I'm not going to question why I'm just going to continue doing it. I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to say yes to every opportunity. I'm going to maximize everything that I do and go into every tour with full intentions, like really do my job and not just, not just go through the motions of life, but really live my life intentionally listening to my intuition. So if there was a piece of advice I could give to anybody it would be that. Listen 100%. to your intuition. Don't question it. Just do what your gut tells you to do because there is, and, and there's been science behind like the, the the microbiomes in your stomach. It's directly linked to your nervous system and to your, your brain. brain. Yeah. And this is, there's just something there. I believe there's also something very spiritual in your, in your gut microbiome as well. And, and I'm so grateful that I listened to my gut and that I didn't question her. And, and that's what, and who would have ever thought, like my parents certainly never thought that me doing all of that and, and struggling, struggling 
being what I wanted to be would lead to what I have now. There oh, hundred percent. No, there was I, no way to tell. There was no way no. to tell. We didn't. We didn't know that Same. social media was going to take. Oh, off. I had no. My career didn't exist three years ago. Like exactly. I had exactly. no idea too, and I I love that about your gut because I saw something a couple weeks ago, and it said if you can rationalize intuition, it's not intuition, and I have stuck to that since I saw it a couple weeks ago, like, same thing. I knew, like, I don't know exactly exact moment that I realized that I wanted to do both, but it was sometime mid pandemic. I was home from school, like doing like law school online. And I was starting to create content. And I was like, I love creating content. But I was like, but I'm also going to be a lawyer. Like, how do I combine the two? Like, what does that mean? Like, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how do I make this work? And I was like, wait, but like, contracts like that's that's it it's I can do both I can combine the two and my professor he asked me the question that changed my life he said what kind of lawyer do you want to be what kind of clients do you want to have and I said I don't know what this looks like but I would like to combine social media and law and like be a lawyer for influencers and mind you this was January 2021 this was right ago. like that did not exist no we had no idea but I I don't know like I, I don't know if it was in that exact moment that question or like I had already started kind of thinking about it but like that moment when I was like that's what I wanted to do he was like I don't know what that looks like but I will figure it out and I will help you figure it out I was like okay like I I don't know what this is gonna look like and it worked out and I remember his partner um one another professor of mine the week of graduation or the, the last week of finals which was the week before graduation I was getting ready for a final exam and I was sitting outside by like, like this little like loft that we had. And I was like reviewing my outline one last time. And he walks by and he's like, Oh, I was just about to email you. But since I ran into you, I was like, prom, make it quick. I got a final, like I let's go spit it out. Gotta go. And he was like, you know, when you first said that you wanted to be a lawyer for influencers, I do this guy's like in his sixties. He was like, when I first heard that, I was genuinely really scared for you because I didn't want you to get your hopes up and then not be able to find a job. But like, you fucking did it. Like you, you made it to graduation. You figured out what you want to do. I'm fucking proud of you. And like, I was like, I'm literally going to cry. Like you can't do this to me right now. I feel final. I'm like, don't do this. But it was like that validation, unfortunately was like, okay, like I, you know, I can do this. I figured it out. And that was a year ago, almost. That was like April. And you know, like you, you never know where it's going to take you. You just have to listen to it. You have to trust it and honor that. And it's really fucking hard. And it's really fucking scary to do that. And like, not let anybody tell you anything or get in your way. But like, and to not let people's fear, because everyone's going to projection. Projection is the, the number one disease that we have in our, in the spiritual realm of the world projection you want to project your own fears like baby keep that to yourself because your insecurities are not my problem okay if you think you can't do this that's on you I know that I can do this so you know just just keep really trusting yourself trusting yourself that you can do it and I also feel like intuition is the I don't know I don't really know how to explain it very well but intuition and you can't explain intuition that's the thing really they're really interconnected like gratitude and intuition are connected because I think that whatever you are grateful for and and this is why I do gratitude every morning I say I'm what I'm grateful for every single day 
because I think that sends a message. Gratitude is actually the only way to send a message to your past self. And that is your intuition. Like, that's my theory. No, I, I kind of like that. I, I don't know exactly. To me, when you were saying that, I was thinking like lucky girl syndrome or abundance. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of like the law of attraction. Yeah, true. But no, I, I I think you're onto something there. That's definitely like something to think more about. And I like that you do it in the morning. I do it at night where right when I go to bed, like right as I'm, you know, whatever, I'm reading a book, I turn off the TV. I like put, I like, I have like my little like, lip balm I put my eye mask on and I literally I hug myself and I say I'm so proud of you and I love you and I'm so proud of how far you've come and like look at everything you achieved like you had no idea that you were capable of this and I'm so proud of you like for com- for getting yourself to where you are today and I love like, that you physically hug yourself like yeah because That's so important because some like I, I I'm a, it's funny I crave affection but I actually hate being touched so I don't know how to like I have to be in the mood for someone to touch me but like I want to feel affection like that's one of my love languages I'm just it's bizarre anyway that's besides the point but like I was realizing like sometimes most of the time all I fucking need is a hug but I don't have anyone to give me a hug I can't just go up to my parents and be like can you give me a hug like it's weird like yeah my mom would be like are you gonna bite my head off and I'm like probably so she's like I'm not hugging you I'm like but just give me she's like nope my dad will, but like my mom will not. And I'm like, sometimes all I just want is my mom to hug me and hold me like crap. That will never in a million years happen. So yeah. I realized that like, if I wanted it, I had to give it to myself. So mm-hmm. I started hugging myself at night and like, just like that, like, that's like when I finally calmed down, like, you know what? Everything's going to be fine. Tomorrow's another day. Like you, you made it through today, no matter how bad today was, like you still showed up and like you, you made it work. And like, you've come this far, like this is going to be nothing. And yeah. The like, way I see it, it's like you're hugging your inner child. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. You are. You're healing yourself. And because no one can do that for you, you have to do it for yourself. Yes. And it's, you know, I think, I think you're on something that like, it's that putting that out there in the world, it's the unit you're telling the universe, like I am open. I am receptive to whatever you have to bring me. And you're allowing that op- those opportunities in. And like, if you are not open to them and you are not grateful for where you are right now, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss those opportunities that come your way and can change your life. And I think it's that. And then having the intuition to be like, okay, like this is either good or bad. And like figuring yeah. out, like I, I used to th- say, like I get vibes from people. Like I can't tell you like exactly why I don't like somebody. I'm not that good of a judge of character. But like, I would say like, I get vibes from people. Like, I just know like if something is off with them. Oh yeah. Frequency. And, and, and like, I didn't never understood what that was. And then I realized like through these like multiple like trials throughout law school, like I realized like I'm an intuition person. I need to honor it. And my professor a, a month ago, him and I spoke and I hadn't seen him since graduation. I hadn't really had a chance to talk to him. And he was like, I'm so fucking proud of you because you trusted your intuition and look at where it has led you like most lawyers don't listen to it and like that's why they have all the problems that they have like yeah. that's rare like that you that you have the balls to listen to your intuition I'm so fucking proud of you and for him to say that to me I was like everyone thought I was crazy he was like you are crazy but that's your gift like 
you are. And I love you for it. Like, I really oh, don't yeah. know how you do everything that you do, but you've always had it in you. Like there was no doubt in my mind that you were going to be successful. You just didn't know yet what you were going to be capable of, but you trusted your intuition and look at where you are. You started your own firm. You're figuring it out. All of these things, like you're killing it. Like, I don't like, there's nothing left for me to do. Like you're on, like, you're good. And I was like, no, like I need you. I, I need you in my life. Like, please don't go anywhere. He's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. But, <laughs> but it's cool. Like, I think you and then when you are open to it, you attract those people that are going to support you and uplift you no matter what, you know, and, and we build that village, our community for ourselves. It doesn't have to be your family. It doesn't have to be our, you know, our parents, our childhood friends. It could be like whoever you want to be and whoever wants to be there for you. And I think, yeah, you have to be open to it. So I think you're onto something. I really think so as well, because I, I it's, I've tested it in theory as well, where I'm like, okay, sometimes if I'm in a crossroads between deciding to do something or not, I say, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to, or, you know, and then I'm going to see how I feel at the end of doing this. Will I be grateful or will I be, you know, okay, that was good. And if I am grateful for it, then I physically will say like, oh, I'm so grateful that I ended up doing that. And, um, and many times whenever I've been at that crossroads and I don't know if whether to do it or not, it's usually my intuition that's telling me do it or, you know, no, don't do it. And whenever I do do it, it's, it, it leads to gratitude. So I think there, there is a connection there and you need to use gratitude as a power, as a, as a messaging system to yourself to your past self to let yourself know this is what you need to be doing so I really genuinely believe that it's it's what I I I one of the theories that I live on and and I think it's really really powerful so so yeah it's it's yeah no that's really yeah. cool so now in this new phase of life like you've been doing Miami Mondays for a few years you have built an entire additional business and like not just a tour guide and not just now a tour guide for locals but also creating content with brands and partnerships and showing off your skills in Miami in a whole new light like what where did that come from like where did Miami Mondays come from how did you like you know you you had the time and you started creating content because you couldn't do it on tours anymore during the pandemic but now that the world has kind of opened back up and like you could have gone back to like what made you stick with it? Like what made you realize like, okay, like there's something here. Let me continue pursuing this. And how did it all start becoming like content yeah. creator about this? Like how did that all come about? That great question. Yeah. So I didn't go into it with like the goal of becoming a, an influencer with the goal of becoming a content creator. It wasn't like, okay, I want to be, you know, rich and famous. Um, so I'm going to do this. It was more like, Woo, you know, I'm so used to always being busy. And then all of a sudden I'm in this pandemic and I'm just sitting around like, okay, this is fun. It was fun for like two or three weeks of like, yeah, I'm lounging around. I'm not doing anything. I have unemployment I'm being taken care of. And then it was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, I can't just sit here all day. Obviously this, you know, because in the beginning too, we also thought it was going to be like a two, three week thing. And then we were going to get back to our jobs. Yeah. Uh, so we were like chilling. But then, you know, as, as time started to go by, we realized and I realized that 
Uh, this is not this is not going to be some short two three week thing. It's it's going to be months long affair. So um, so I just thought you know like okay like let me do something with my time. I'm I've always been a creative person. Like you know like we talked about like I've always been a creative girl. So I had the time. I had resources. I didn't have to worry about my bills. So I thought okay what do I what information do I know? Like what can I do with my time? And, and what had, what had at that point, what had I been doing for the past four years was learning about Miami's history really in depth. So I was like, okay, great. We're all stuck at home. May as well, like kind of show people around or like be a, uh, like help people travel in a way, like virtual travel in a way. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do Miami Mondays and it'll be a short video so that I can have, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot, like I won't run through it really quickly like I'll do one landmark a week it'll be a short video it'll be digestible digestible it'll be entertaining it'll be informative and and that's it and I had that idea on a Sunday and the very next day was Monday and I just I, I got on my bike I rode to Miami City Hall at first all my Miami Mondays were like on bike or on skate because like since the pandemic there were there were no cars around so it was like a lot of fun to go out and bike around and skate around and it was easy to do that and it wasn't like scary and unsafe like how it is now unfortunately back to the way it was so I would like that was also one of my themes was like I was biking and skating around to show you Miami's history. Um, So the very next day I go, I jump on my bike to Miami City Hall. I do it selfie style. I, you know, I, I had written a little script. No, I didn't write a script at that point. At that point, I just did it verbatim. Now I do it more curated so that I can go with a, it's a nicer flow of a storyline. But at first it was just at verbatim and, and it was, um and yeah. And so I did that selfie style right in front of Miami City Hall. I got home. I downloaded the first editing program that I could find and paid for that licensing software. I edited the video and released it right away. And, and then that's just how I started like one day to the next. And then I was like, okay. And then the next week, same thing. And I just kept putting out content and, and, and it, and it really started to grow. Like people really were watching and they were very entertained. I mean, everybody was at home, not doing anything. So that also helped me um, get a following because it was a lot easier to retain people's attentions at that time yeah. I feel like if I were to have started now no it would, it would be incredibly difficult like now I already have the people's attention so it's like I just have to keep the momentum going um but back in 2020 in the pandemic like people were begging for something to watch like they needed something to do so it was easy so that helped a lot too with like keeping that momentum of like okay you know I'm not just creating content and getting two likes like I was getting three four or five hundred likes on my videos people were sharing it um you know it was it was growing my friends were very appreciative of it and I just, you know, I just kept it going because people were very appreciative of it. They were very grateful for it. They would send me messages like, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Thank you so much for teaching me. And and it was like that. I mean, like I just, like I had said before, I love being of service to people. So this is like a service to people as well. I, you know, sometimes I can, you know, sometimes maybe a company would sponsor my Miami Mondays, but I don't make money off of Miami Mondays. It's purely educational. It's purely for the service of and and the love of Miami and to educate our locals. And so that's why I kept it going just because I'm because of the character of myself that I love to be of service to people. And, 
And, and yeah, I'm only going to continue to scale it. Like there are plans to continue to build it and make it even better. And there's so much to talk about. I do not find myself ever running out of topics. There's, I, I have so many ideas in my brain. I don't think that that will ever be a problem. Um, so yeah, then, you know, that's how I kept it going. Also, hopefully, um, this can lead to nationwide and international, you know, opportunities as well. That's, that's the goal for like a little yeah. bit more in the distant future. And that's also why I, 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 I hired you as a manager because I want to go in that direction. Like that's the direction I see myself going in. And eventually, you know, I want us to negotiate contracts with tourism boards around the world, you know, but when I feel ready for that, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into that, but that's 100% a road that I'm kind of like starting to pave. You know, we're starting no, to- No, and that's important that you're forward thinking about it. But I think it's really cool to see how it really just came about naturally. Like this was your calling and you it led you here. Like, what do you think Garo from 2016, 19-year-old Garo, like what would she say if she saw you now? Oh, she would be so happy. So happy. She would be so proud of herself. Because, you know, 2019 Caro was this, you know, kind of, she was this little fat girl. I wasn't fat, but like I was a little husky because I didn't, you know, I was working all the time, going to school all the time. So I didn't have like as dedicated of a gym routine that I do now. So I was just a little bit huskier, I would say a little fluffier, you know, so that's, you know, one thing. I also didn't have a lot of friends. I was going through it at that moment. And a lot of my friends, since I went to like such a, such a high caliber academic program, a lot of my friends moved away for college. So then boom, all my friends were gone. So I'm like, okay, like, let me start making some other friends. But it was hard to like maintain friendships because I'm always so busy. So it was kind of a lonely road. And so like now where I'm in, a, I'm in a place where I'm getting invited to all of these events, and I'm getting invited to really cool opportunities that I can come and bring my friends. And over the last year, I have used that to my advantage to like reinvigorate and and reestablish a lot of my friendships like hey Kayla you know I, I got invited no, you to literally <laughs> did this to me last week <laughs> exactly I'm like I I will be using these events as opportunities to build friendships because I'm giving I'm being given the opportunity to go be in these spaces and and who doesn't want to go to like a free dinner or a free a free, you know, party like that you're being taken care of, you know, so I, I get to be like my, I like to say that I'm like my girlfriend's boyfriend, boyfriend, where, you know, I take them, they don't have to worry about anything, you know, we're not spending our money. Um, I, I'm not making them spend money. And that also brings me joy, because it's like, we get to go out, have a really fun night out, and it's not to our detriment, essentially. Um, so that is something that really, I, is my favorite part of being an influencer is like being my girlfriend's boyfriends and being able to have these connections once again, because I have the opportunity to do so. I also, you know, grew up very low income, like my, you know, I had to work for everything that I ever wanted. My parents, you know, unfortunately could not provide for me at all when it comes to like clothing, when it came to like paying my band fees, when it came to like paying for anything, I had to figure it out. I, so I was selling chocolate and brownies in middle school and high school, like to be able to like live. And so obviously like it's, it's kind of, you know, when it comes to like being that friend, like being the poor friend, it kind of sucks, you know, because you can't do the things that your friends want to do. You can't like provide for your friends and, and, you know, that kind of sucked. So 
being able to provide for my friends now is the best feeling ever. And I know that 2019 Caro would just be so happy because that's all I wanted. All I wanted was to be able to like provide for my friends and to like be that brings something to the table. Cause I never was a friend. I didn't, I didn't have anything to bring to the table except myself. So I'm like, all right, let me try to be funny or something like, or else I'm never going to have any friends because, you know, I, I I couldn't invite friends over and like have them over. Like my friends all kind of had money and my parents were always kind of embarrassed. You know, they didn't want me inviting friends over because we had a small apartment. So I never had friends over. Um, And then I would go to my friends' houses and they had like these big, nice houses with the pool. And we, you know, like it was just a very, like, it was, it was really tough for me to like, try to not be self-conscious about it. Um, And I think I did a good job at like kind of getting over that because it was like, whatever, like, yeah, they have money and I don't, but like, you know, they, they like being my friend. I think, you know, I think people like me for me. So let's just continue. And I know that eventually in the future, I'll be able to bring them something. And and the friends that have stuck by me, I think that now they get to, now they get to enjoy. And I'm eternally grateful for them for sticking by me, for being a good friend, for giving me rides, for paying for my movie tickets and like being there for me because I was in a rough, rough spot when I was much younger. And now I'm in, I'm in a, like, this is just incredible for me. I am incredibly grateful every single day for everything that I have. And, and it's just, I know that 2019 Caro, I'm grateful for right now. So she's getting all these messages and she's just getting all the messages, like, just keep working hard. You know, I know you're depressed. I know that you're anxious. I know that you're sad, that you don't have friends, that you, you know, don't have a life but just keep working hard because, because this is going to happen. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. And I, I kind of love that it, we got, we went there because yeah, like it, it's your, you're, you're healing your inner child, but also like, that's why you have the joy and is it so infectious because you are genuinely so grateful and it shows. And that's why people gravitate towards you. And that's why the God of the tour guide persona is so fun to watch. And like, me as a local, like I had like same, like I grew up in Miami. I'm like, there's like, I know there's history here, obviously, but like, okay, like whatever. Like I see it. I'm like, Coral Gables is an old neighborhood. It's beautiful. But like, I love the old houses, but like, I didn't know the history behind them. You know, I knew Mary Brickle village, like was named after Mary Brickle, presumably, but like, who the hell is that? I had no idea. You know, like, why is we're in a very Hispanic city. Why is it named Brickle? Like, and then you say it in Spanish and it's like, Brickle. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but then seeing like, you know, but I had never thought about it. You know, you think of like, let's go on a trip. I'm like, let's see, what are the touristy things to do in like New York or in Dallas or Nashville or whatever? Never thought my own city. And then I, I don't know what video I came across of yours first, but then I start, I found you and I was like, wait, like, I want to go on a tour. Like, I want to see Miami. Like, I joke, like, being a tourist in my own city, like, but, like, I actually, like, need to be a tourist in my own city because I don't know much about this city. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm always saying, like, people need to see the real Miami, but I don't even know the real Miami, truly, because I don't know the history behind it and what makes Miami truly what it is and how magical it is. So it's really cool, like, that you bring that interest every single video, every single day, like, and it's infectious. And, like, that's why people gravitate towards you. And it's it's really cool to see and like hear your story of like how what it took to get you there because that's not something to take lightly at all and I think it's a great reminder for people like if right now you're not where you want to be 
Like who's to say you won't be in a year, in two years, in three and five, you never know. But like, you just have to keep looking for, if you, if you know, you're not happy, try different things, put yourself out there. You never know what opportunities will come your way and you never know what you will find your calling. And if you want it badly enough, like it'll, you know, and if you put in the effort and you're grateful for where you are, like things will happen for you. And I think, yeah, I wouldn't, I truly like wouldn't be here today had I not gone through everything that I've gone through. Like, and I know you can say the same, like it sucks. Like looking back, like having to heal your inner child in a, in a way does suck that we have to do that yeah. work, but yeah. it's also like really cool to be able to do that and look back and like, I'm proud of her and have them, your inner child be proud of you. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Been a journey. It's been quite a really interesting journey, but couldn't be more grateful for it. I'm looking forward to the future because I know that this is not it. There's so many ideas that I have to scale, to improve. And like the fact that I still have all of this energy and momentum is only leading me to believe that this is only the beginning, baby. There is a lot coming. There is, there's something, my intuition, she's telling me something. Oh, same. I don't know if I told you the other night, but I have like this weird, like intuition. And I say weird because I can't tell what it is yet. Like I, I, it's not, I don't know yet if it's good or bad. I just have like a feeling that summer, like August, September, like that, like, I I know the closer we get to that, the more I'm like, okay, like, I want to know, I want to know, like, what is happening? Like, can you tell me, give me a hint? Like, but yeah, I just, I know that this is only the beginning for me too. There's so many ideas and it's also really cool to be able to surround yourself with people who are also in that same phase, like in alignment, like that's such an overused word now, but it's so true. And like, I want those people in my life that are going after what they want and are not willing to compromise and settle because those are the people that are going to see me doing the same thing and support me. And like, we're going to do it together. Yeah. And I need those people in my life. Like I'm done with the people that, that and like I was listening to Bandicione by Bad Bunny on the car. Mm-hmm. That song is such a vibe. If you haven't heard it or go translate the lyrics, it's but like he says, like, I'm letting go of the, the envious people. Like I don't need them anymore. Like I'm I'm so grateful and I'm I'm blessed. Like I don't like who cares what they say? Like I'm moving forward anyway. Like I'm leaving them in the dust. And I'm like, that's what it is. Like I'm letting go of like because the only people who bring me down or them like and me letting them affect me and that's not really what I think I know that I I know that I have potential I know that I can go so much farther and it's really like cool to meet people who are also doing that and I can't wait to see like where things go for you because I think it's really cool what you're doing and it's unique and I think more and more people are going to start doing something similar and I think the the course or like a guide or whatever you come up with I think would be really cool too because Miami is such an underrated city. Like it's starting, people are starting to realize that there's so much more than just South Beach and like fancy cars and, you know. No, we don't, we don't even want to get into. No, like, I know. That's a whole nother. I will go into it. Like, no, that's it a whole nother episode. Underrated. That's for another, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. But, 100%. But I think I just like, I'm just starting to really tap into it and I'm like I genuinely like want to be a tourist in my city and like see all there is to do so I I think you're onto something for real and I'm really excited to see where it goes you already gave one piece of advice but for anyone who is struggling to figure out what they want to do with their life like because you and I have both been there like what's your biggest piece of advice for them 
That's yeah, yeah. I definitely have some advice for that. And before I get into that, I'm going to say that big things are coming for us because I think that this partnership <laughs> is going to, there's something, there's something here. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of my, maybe this is also a piece of advice is actually, okay. So a couple months ago, I got invited to be a panelist um, in this discussion about, you know, young entrepreneurs and the panel uh, moderator, she asked me what was my biggest weakness. And honestly, I was kind of struggling to figure that out. Not like, not because I'm like, oh, I'm perfect, but also- No, but it's hard to, it's hard to dig deep and like admit that you like, have a weakness. What's my biggest weakness? I don't know. I, I try my best to really not have a weakness. Um, but then she ended up pointing it out to me. She's like, look, I invited you on this panel because, you know, I think you're amazing and you're doing great things. Uh, but I also see that you're the only one and you, you film, edit, record, produce. You can't do it all. Yeah. You do, you do it all. She's like, do you think that's your biggest weakness? And girl, once she, I haven't stopped thinking about that. I was like, wow, she just hit me like a freight truck. And I realized that is my biggest weakness is that I love to be that independent person. And I love, wait, wait, we need to talk about this offline because same, this happened to me yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, so that is something that has been in my mind for a long time. And I've, and I've started to bring in a lot more people. So I, I have friends that help me film now, several people that help me do certain things. Um, and I've started reaching out and branching out and outsourcing some of my work. And then that's also where our partnership has come in, where I'm like, you are the very, you're the first person really that um, is part of like this kind of crew. And, um, and one of the first people that's gonna, I don't know, I don't know, actually, what am I trying to say with that? Like, you're just, this is, this is one of my biggest outreaches so far. And I think that's a big deal. And it's going to be a really, it's going to have some really great rewards with it. So, so yeah, I just wanted to say that really quickly. No, I think like, (laughs) no, I think that's a really great point. And to like add to that before you get to the advice, like, I think recognizing that you have a weakness and you need help and making that first step is like the greatest gift you can give yourself. And I'm, that's why I'm, when you came to me, I was like, yes, I jumped on it. Cause I was like, I don't know how she does it all, but like, I want to be a part of that, but I'm also very similar to, and I need the help. I'm at the point where I need people in my, and I, and the, the, the realization I had yesterday is I want, before it used to be, I need, and I was expecting people to just come and take off things from my plate. And like, it would magically all work out. And like, I need to have this before I can get this. Blah, blah, blah. No, like I want the help. I want people to come and be a part of my life. I don't want to do it all on my own. I guess I can. I, I shouldn't have to. And I now I realize I don't want to, but it has to be the right kinds of people. And I was realizing it mostly in the more romantic setting of like, I realized like, cause I went to the Jay Shetty show, like this total side note. And <laughs> last night, and he asked a question, which actually, good one for you to think about and answer like to yourself later he said what is something that you value that you aren't prioritizing right now and you have to like meditate on it and I was like romance like love like I've been saying I want it but I was saying I couldn't have it until certain things were happening and I was like the only person I'm hurting is me because I'm denying myself something that I want like I I emotionally like I cannot heal my inner child build a business and like you know I can't give myself everything. I, you can do everything, but you can't do it all at once. And you can't like, 
I can't, I'm only one person. I'm only one human. And like, I have so much to give and so much love to give and so much I want to do with my time and my life, but like, I can't do it alone. And I don't want to have to do it alone. And I realized like the wanting it is the biggest thing. Like I, I kept saying I want love, but I wasn't allowing myself to actually like really want it and have it and touch it. Like it be tangible. And I realized I said, I'm like, okay, I want that. I do yep, want that. Yep. And now I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know where we go from here, but like, I think yeah, you reaching out to me, like having just that realization and re- making that first, I, I think even just acknowledging it, not even making the first step, but the acknowledgement of it alone is like light bulb moment. Like that's a really important. So it definitely- was, and it wasn't something that I, I acknowledged myself. So I have to thank Andrea for that. Like, thank you for calling me out on it and like really making me realize it. And that just, that's why I love when people, you know, constructive criticism is very important and you should not take anything personally because most of the time people just want the best for you. And I have to thank her for that, for pointing that out for me, because then it, it really got my wheels churning. And now it's, it started to lead me down a different path where it's like, okay, like your independent girl journey is done. All right. Because you cannot, that's not sustainable. It's not viable. Who wants to be in a mansion all by themselves? No, no, no. You need community in order to grow and to scale. There's, it's just literally impossible to grow if you don't have people around you so it was like that was like that moment where it was like your independent girl journey done girl you need to go and actively and prioritize asking people for help ask you know asking people intent intentionally hanging out with people and, and just being very intentional with your relationship so a piece of advice for people that are you know, trying to figure out what it is that they want to do in their life because that's what specifically what you asked about so when I was unsure about what exactly is my passion? Because people tell you, just follow your passion, just follow your dreams. It's like, okay, but what are my dreams? What is my passion? And so I literally took it to YouTube and went to like TED Talks and I listened to a bunch of TED Talks and listened to a bunch of YouTube videos. And I think that my biggest piece of advice was just literally go watch some YouTube videos and some TED Talks. Um, Find what interests you, yeah. Oh yeah, and like- Well, not, I was just typing in like, how do you find your passion? And that was what I started with. And I started watching a lot of videos like that of, you know, psychologists and professionals and, you know, wiser, you know, older people that, that were, you know, giving their tidbits of life. I, that's how I started to like, try to figure out because I was like, I don't know what my passion is. So I started watching these videos and I was like, okay, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it helped me kind of figure out exactly what it was. And it helped me go back to my inner child. So just like how we were discussing in the beginning of this episode, how our truest, purest self is our inner child. You need to go back to that. You need to go listen to that inner child. That's how you're going to find your passion, but you need to very intentionally go and look for that. It's not going to come to you. You're not going to dream up your passion. You're not going to magically pick up a paintbrush and all of a sudden you're an artist it's not going to happen like that. You have to intentionally do it. And, and, and that is also a skill to, to work on. Everything is learnable. Everything is figure outable. Nobody, some people might have some more natural inclinations, but at the end of the day, everything can be learned and everything is, it can only really be learned. We don't just naturally have talents and naturally 
it, that's just not the way that the cookie crumbles. That's just not the way. You are the one that has to create your life. So go go and create it. Go and do it. I love that. I think that's such a great place to end. Because yeah, I one of the things I've been saying a lot is I'm so, I wanted to create the life of my dreams. I wanted to build my life. I knew that I, the life that I wanted didn't exist and I was going to have to go out there and, and make it. And looking back, I started saying that like a year, year and a half ago. And I'm like, no matter how difficult it is, like, and even my friends, like without them knowing that that is something that I've been telling myself, like my friends would be like, I'm so, like my friends who are so unhappy in their jobs, like I'm envious of you that you like you had the balls to go out and build your life like you don't have anyone to answer to like you did it you figured it out like you did it all for yourself like that is something that you should be so proud of like no matter how hard it is like you had the balls to do it like I'm I'm just I wish I had the balls and you know I'm like okay like that's my superpower that I just I was willing to figure it out and like build it no matter what and I think that's such a great place to end because yeah like you have to trial and error and like go back to like you as a child your purest version of you they'll they'll be able to guide you and like you just piece it all together like your life is a a roadmap like everything happens for a reason you just have to go back and like put the pieces together and then it'll all work out exactly the way it's supposed to I hope more people do try to do that because I think we need a we need more individualism in this world and we can't have there's too many cookie cutter people too much cookie cutter out there and and I and honestly thankful to the pandemic because the pandemic spurred a lot of like I'm not the only one I've met so many incredible businesses and entrepreneurs like compost for life just to give one example he started that business during the pandemic because also you know he was in the corporate world for 13 years and then the pandemic showed them like uh, you know, it's so easy for these jobs to kind of throw you out and, you know, you're unhappy and you're like, you know what, let me do something that I truly am happy about. And his passion was the environment. So he started a composting service and now it's grown to such a big thing. So that's like one of the examples. And I have just ran into so many people that are doing amazing. It gave us the time to really think and to work on ourselves and like to actually do all the healing that we've been saying for so long we needed to do it allowed us the time to do it I think and yeah I'm I'm, same thing the pandemic truly changed my life I mean it changed everybody's lives but I think for me in the best way possible for you for him there is so many more people and I think there's only going to be more because we're talking about it and we're willing to have these conversations and give people more tools and that and inspire them and you know that it's not going to be easy but it'll be worth it and and you we are like to... success stories for them to be able to like, because back before it was like, oh, what's the, what, what's the inspiration? Where is the success story that I can look up to? Now there are so many success stories to look up. And to. also, I think there's, you should also look up to like, not just success, but the failures too. Like Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spank, she, she says her dad would always ask her, how did you fail today? When she came home from school? Now, how was school today? How did you fail today? Because he wanted her and her siblings to learn from the failure and figure it out and like fail forward and you know like I think we can learn from the successes we could also learn from the failures yes yes 100 (laughs) I I love this we could keep going but we really should because it's been here for a while yeah yeah where can can everybody find you if they want to reach out to you if they want to go on a tour if they're visiting Miami if they're local like pimp yourself out where can everyone find you 
You can find me on Instagram at Caro the Tour Guide. That's the best place to find me. I am on TikTok, but I'm way more active on Instagram. I post all about my tours on there, so you'll you'll be updated on when things are going on. Uh, so just follow me on Instagram and and uh, you'll you'll know what's up. <laughs> cool. I will link it in the show notes, and I we will talk to you next week.